Hi, Adam. Hey, Trey. How are we doing? I'm doing uh, pretty well this week. I've um, learned a lot about myself and uh, through my horrible group project time that I've Ah, been having. An Um, ongoing thread for our listeners. Yes. This is a saga, and it won't end until the end of the semester, which will be probably Christmas time. So that'll be a nice nice little Christmas gift to my little Jewish self. Um, But I have learned that I'm doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm proud of myself for knowing that I'm doing the right thing and getting validation from like, I, I, I drag this group kicking and screaming to the finish line. And at the end we produce something really, really good. They're like, Oh wow. Like, it was good. Like, we did it. It worked. And I was like, yeah, I know. Why do you think I've been doing all this shit? So I feel validated. And I, I, part of me is like, you know what? If you can get a group to do something, even if they, like, are so incompetent, you can do anything. And that was a, that's my inspiration for this week. And I hope it's for our audience too. That's you know that's actually like some of my community theater, uh, really experiences. Yeah, if you can get this group to do something, <laughs> you could do anything. Right. Uh, well, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. How are you? I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. Tech for rent Why? starts oh, yeah. tomorrow. And oh, you're in rent. I'm in rent. <laughs> And I would plug it, but this isn't going to come out for a couple weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, actually, it won't be is... after. No. It... If you want to come see the, I think, last weekend of Rent, or last two, maybe even. I don't, I don't, I can't tell time. Last two, I think. I think last two. Okay, yeah. We'll buy tickets for Rent. It's a Riverside Theater Works in Hyde Park in Boston. And it's going to be good. Yeah. You and might I'm see me there. It. Yeah, Adam will be there every night. No, oh, goodness, no. Um, in the front row prices? with flowers. Uh, you're buying flowers? You're going to buy the flowers. Oh, wait, uh, oh. Screaming my name the entire time. Uh, you throwing, know my thoughts about con- screaming in the theater. Throwing confetti. The word. And with a cake. You right? won't see me there, audience. Okay. If you okay. show up, I'm no... I. <laughs> Does anybody want a free ticket... <laughs> I'm. Uh, I've recently come into possession of one, and the person will not be showing up. It's almost sold out. Well, the, great! I can sell it for a profit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can scalp a ticket <laughs> to a scalp. community theater. <laughs> Listen, what? That's a, that's a huge sign of success for a theater. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh. So. So yeah, tech. Tech, yeah. I mean, you know, it's got all of the. It's gonna have all the all the tech week bells and whistles. We did already do a Q to Q, which I nice. love that we don't have to do that during tech nice week. And early, that's smart. That's yeah, that's super fun. And uh, so tech is is. I think you know, I'm calling it now. It's gonna be fun and easy and um, productive. I mean, I working at that theater before actually tech week is fun and easy and productive of of all the tech weeks that i've been a part of it's actually quite smooth so yeah i fully we should do a tech week episode i don't think we have that written out that would be a good one week episode yeah 
Uh, we're going to be, do- I mean, today we're talking a little bit about like a, a, a part of Tech Week. Tech-y it's elements. Te- it's Good segue. A, yeah. What are we talking about today, Adam? <laughs> so today we are talking about costuming hair and makeup. And I, I know it's not technically a like Tech Week thing, but it, nobody does it until Tech Week anyway. So, then, the which is a part of the problem. Yep. yep. Uh, everybody's favorite thing i yeah so i (laughs) it's my least favorite thing about community theater honestly i think that um yeah i think this is interesting because i this will lead us into a lot of things right i Mm -hmm. i don't think about costuming hair and makeup that much and that is part of the problem i think that we're going to be addressing and i'm on a lot of production teams and it's not that like when I'm on a production team, I'm I'm the music director. Yeah. So like I I don't have to think about costuming hair or makeup. Uh, in I would say ninety nine point nine nine percent of cases. Yeah. Is the costume preventing the actor from singing? If yes, <laughs> we can't do that. Right. Um. Pretty easy. I have a great story about that. Uh. But. Let's let's get into it, and I'm sure my story will come up before we're done with costuming. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, you you go. Let's go. Let's talk about. Let's start at costuming. Yeah. Then go hair. Then go makeup. Yeah. Sounds good. Um. So as I've mentioned before, costuming is probably the least favorite part of the community theater process for me when I'm um, acting, and a, a big source of that frustration comes from costumers are. A lot of costumers. I will not say all because I actually have had some pleasant experiences with a couple of uh, costumers um, at different theaters. But it's it's like they don't know what to do when they see a plus size body. They just lose every sense of competency that they've ever had when they see somebody who is bigger than a size large T-shirt. Um, in my experience, and like here's... Let's start at the beginning of costuming. One thing that they do that is actually done prior to like tech week is they take your measurements. Um, that's usually done fairly early, which is always wild for me that they most do it the so time. early. Uh, mo- most of the time. Yeah, I, I us- it's usually fairly early for me and in, in my experiences. It's either early or it doesn't happen at all. Right. Uh, most of the, I, I don't know. I've always been in situations where it's happened. I don't know. It's so nice for you. Uh, we we weren't in the, most of the same theaters. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but here, I think this is what makes it work because, like, they take my measurements like a month before Tech Week, and then like I hear nothing. I get nothing until like the day before Tech Sunday or like whatever that rehearsal is. And they're like, "Here's here's your costume or costumes." And I try them on. I'm like, "They none of them fit. None of like significantly not like not even close." Like some of the, I get way too big or way too small. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can't fit into this. And they're like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. And I'm like, I, I, I assume your job. Yeah, I think that, I mean, yes. To your point, yes. I think that's a big problem. I think that, um, I think that we, you know, I is like, I don't know, like average size person. Not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like I think a lot of costumers 
go for the look. This is what I've experienced. I think mm-hmm. a lot of costumers go for the look and they're just kind of getting whatever they can find. And I think that it definitely comes down to budget a lot. Yeah. You know, buying clothes for 25 people, especially if there it's a show where there are a lot of costume changes, yeah. like that can get expensive. And, you know, there's a costumer in particular in the area that I've I've worked with several times mm-hmm. at different theaters, mm-hmm. you know, because there are only so many costumers. And yeah. I, I have this like funny little running bit in my head that I sometimes share with my castmates when this person is costuming a show where I'm like, I will be wearing my own pants in this show because I give this person my pants measurement or they take my pants measurement. And then without fail, every single time, the pants are too small. Mm-hmm. And then I go, I need bigger pants because A, these don't button. And right. B, if they did, you would see everything that I have yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. And so they go, okay, and then bring back a pair of pants that, and again, without fail, every time, three sizes too large. And so I just go, fuck it what color are these pants? And then I just bring in a pair of my own and it happens every single time. And I think I want to, I want to believe that it comes down to budget. That's what I want to believe. I will, I'll disagree with you on that. I think budget absolutely has a lot to do with costuming issues overall. Yes. But they bought the pants. Right. Like the 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 pants that didn't fit were purchased, and the pants that would fit are the same price, mm-hmm. and that's where my frustration lies. In that, um, like, you can't blame that on budget. That's purely you as a costumer. It's crazy, isn't it? It is very I, crazy. I, I, I will also. It, I will also. It, it like, you know, we'll talk about this is like a like a thing, and we don't have to deal with this as much mm-hmm. um because like you know on stage like we're playing male roles we're getting dressed as males like mm-hmm. it and 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 men's sizes are a lot more standardized because yeah. most of them are in mm-hmm. inches yeah. right female sizes for clothes Everywhere. are all over the fucking it's board ridiculous. and it's a little bit for men too you know so i do yeah. i do understand if somebody like orders like a size let's just throw out any number like a size 38 waist pant mm-hmm. and it comes in and it's not really that size it's bigger it's smaller and then it's like oh shit well i bought the right size for you but this company decided to make it or this whatever decided to make it a different size yeah. right so that's fine, but like when you get there and it's like I wear a 33 waist pant and they hand you like a 40 waist pant, yeah. it's like what did you think would happen? These numbers aren't the same. Yeah. Do we need to go back to like basic like <laughs> reading? Yeah. Skills because these numbers aren't the same. Um which is always funny to me because when they take my measurements, I don't know if you have this experience, but they just like to shout out what those inches are <laughs> and i'm like everything is just like all right we're gonna measure your your waistline it's a uh, 90 inches everyone i'm like lower your voice <laughs> jesus a little discretion here <laughs> it i'm 
that's happened. And again, there are a couple of customers who are like their godsends because because it's such a bad experience when you do work with a costumer who's like delicate when it comes to like people's body size. I like it's you are the best person in the world to me if you can do that. I worked with a costumer several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this costumer was actually the probably like the best part of the production. Oh, yeah. Certainly of the like design team. Mm-hmm. They were the most on top of their shit. And they straight up said in the costuming room, because I put on my costume and I was like, this fits me perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, not only does it fit me, I was wearing a suit and it was several suits throughout the show. And it wasn't even like this fits me. Well, it's like this is flattering to mm-hmm. my body. Like the suit had a good cut in like it, you know, it. the waist was in the right place. The shoulders yeah. were in the right place. The sleeves were in the right place. I was like, this is one of the most put together costumes I've ever had. And the costumer looked at me and said, well, I just want to make sure that, yes, I'm I'm getting the vision of the show correct, but I also want to make sure that everyone feels sexy and comfortable on stage. And, and I was like, yes, that's, that's a really good way to look at it. If everybody feels like they're presenting the best version of themselves, yeah. call it, comfortable call it sexy like whatever yeah, you want to call it is. if everyone feels comfortable then you don't have to worry about like oh my god i look like such a fucking idiot yeah it's I, it's extremely important that's why like every it's a time, hard job too it is it a is, hard job i'm difficult. not gonna say and that's that why not. i think but i i do think uh, you know if you are on a production team or you are a company owner put more into your costuming because, I mean, everything that I've read about, like, a costumer's job or, like, if you are a part of the wardrobe team, they always say start with the shoes. Like, shoes, the the shoes that you wear, like, as an actor, really color your, what you do on stage. Because it's, like, that's that's what you feel most when you're on stage. Like, it's the thing that kind of, like, just even, even a, like, you something you consider as you're walking around every day the shoes that you wear really do kind of color the way you walk and the way you behave. Let's unpack that for a second. Mm-hmm. Yes, start with the shoes from costuming, meaning you need to have the shoes that you are going to be doing the show in from like rehearsal oh, yeah. one. The whole time. And you need to have, yeah, those shoes need to either be given to you or remain in the rehearsal space Yeah, for the entire run. Mm-hmm especially if it's a show that's very active. It has a lot of dancing. Yeah. If you're running back and forth. I'm not just talking about dancing. I'm even talking about plays. Mm-hmm. Like there are like, if you're doing a farce and there's a chase scene, yeah. you absolutely need to be in the shoes that you're going to wear. What if, what if you're wearing sneakers the whole time and then you get given loafers yeah. with no, like a flat no sole? Yeah. Well, that's going to color the way that you move yeah. on stage a lot. All of a sudden you're running slower. All of a sudden you're like, gripping your shoes and your mm-hmm. with your toes a lot more mm-hmm. than you should it definitely like it it does it has an effect also and i'm just gonna make the the big statement here don't i don't i don't know if i always feel comfortable being asked to buy shoes it's rough i agree with that 100%. it's rough it's rough and a process is long so you probably can't return them they get scuffed up yeah you know and i don't I don't particularly need to have like 18 pairs of dress shoes in yeah. different colors. Yep. Because a costumer is unwilling to go out and do 
shoes are harder than clothes because shoe sizes vary a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. right? But like to do the work to get everyone's shoes and everyone, everyone in the cast, it's, if it's yes. a big show, you got to get everybody's shoes. Yes. And it, again, the I started this off by saying, you started this off by saying, it's kind of the last thing that anybody thinks about, but it's a lot more important than people realize. And I th- like I think there needs to be a shift in how do you think about costuming from the beginning and not this, here's your costume for dress rehearsal. Now that we've hit dress rehearsal, you can now put on your costume, right. which I, I thoroughly don't agree with and I don't love. You know, I think that, yeah, I think I think that, Costuming is a lot of things, and I think that it also also often gets delegated to like whoever is around who says they can costume. Yeah. Right? right? I have a like a series of, I have that one story about being costumed by somebody who I felt like really got it, mm-hmm. and then from myself and others, I have a collection oh my of God. stories of people who just did not understand. I have a dear friend who, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. was told by a costumer who still works in the area by mm-hmm. the way oh wow was told by a costumer you're too fat i have nothing for you in front of the rest of the cast That's they were all up. in a costume parade was Ugh. was grabbed by the costumers grabbed by somebody else on the production team thrown into an office and just screamed at Good. as well yeah they should be um how old was this person Oh, the, mid twenties for sure. At the least, actor? no. The actor was I don't know, fifteen, sixteen. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, really, really. Yeah, like, what? They're in high school. Right. Don't say that to somebody. Don't, don't say, say that, that to, to anyone. Anybody, but like, what a formative age to be uh-huh. talking about somebody's weight. Uh huh. Really so fucked, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's messed up. You know, like it's it's stuff like that, or you know, it's like I I don't know. It it, it is a hard job. I we I worked with somebody. I was music directing, mm-hmm. and actually, you'll probably find this really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I was music directing a show, and we were having you know as as you do when you're on a production staff, you have a little like how's it going meeting like yeah. halfway through. Mm-hmm. Get everyone together. Get everyone in the same room on the pr- production team. And uh, this costumer said. Uh, <laughs> said well you know i have a lot of costumes to build and it's like build? yep yeah. oh, oh sorry yeah 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 so it was, it was it was not a show that you could just like go and get costumes for mm-hmm. it was like a like a period piece and and you know and then looked dead at the choreographer and said i have some questions about your choreography <gasps> whoa can it change because they can't do kicks in the costumes that i'm building what <laughs> and the choreographer just kind of went uh no. Like that that's not <laughs> because how this of works. course not. Yeah. That's absolutely not how this works at all. Yeah. Um and the costumer was flabbergasted and just like didn't did not know what to do. Well they I I don't know what to do. They can't do kicks. And it's like stretchy you fabric. Have, you have to change <laughs> what you're doing yeah. to accommodate what, what fabric we're are doing. You, why are you using non stretch fabric for costumes? What are you doing also, that they can't kick in them? I mean, I also, I, I'm a big proponent of, I mean, it's not for every show, but like, I'm a big proponent of like, it's fine if, if the costumes are going to be, like, if it's period costumes or like, you're looking at like, you know, something where it's like uh, animals or characters or monsters, mm-hmm. like, think like a Little Mermaid or a, 
uh, Shrek, right? Mm-hmm, right. If it's going to look bad, I would very much rather see like costumes inspired by like I yeah. would I would much rather Agreed. see like a the only term I can think of is like Disney bounding if you know yeah, what it is yeah, right yeah, like exactly. where you like kind of dress to like evoke the character I recently mm-hmm. saw I had a friend uh, in South Carolina who was doing a production of Shrek and it was like outside mm-hmm. over the summer and like uh, he was playing Shrek and which is awesome great role for him mm-hmm. and he posted a production picture and it was like it was it, it was like that it was like evoked Shrek. Mm-hmm. It was like shorts and like a t-shirt and like a backwards green cap with like the ears coming out oh, of it. Wow. And I was like, that looks fucking dope. Yeah, and that looks way better than the like probably at this point hundreds of production photos I've seen from like community theater Shrek, where it's like the worst makeup and latex yeah. mask yep. you've ever seen mm-hmm. in your entire life. Like, I've seen I, all of them. Yes, I saw one with like a like. For the ears, they use like like toilet paper rollers, like painted oh, green, God. and it's just like you know it would be better to get creative with it. Yeah, if you got creative with it, it would be a better show, and it would be different, which I think makes the audience go like, "Oh, interesting." But yeah. that takes a costumer who understands yeah. what's going on. I guess it also takes a director who can yeah, say direct- like they need to work together. Like, let's do this a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um. I would like to see that. I, I don't always love to see like the way overdone, like big, big budget, quote unquote, yeah. costumes. Especially when uh, they're not done well. Opposite side of the spectrum, though, if I see one more production, that's like we're doing it minimalist and it's just like all the actors are just going to wear all black. Yeah, and it's well, just like, well, try a little bit. That's like 80. <laughs> like that, that goes all the way back to the 80s where like. Right, it's Off overdone. Broadway, yeah, it's so overdone. Yes. now it's done. That's done. We we get it. We get <laughs> yeah. it. We can use our imaginations. It's very Brechtian, but like, let's let's try a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I think that's. I mean, I think that's a huge part of it. I think it's. Um. I think it's important to costume the show well. I think it's important to be ahead of schedule. Yep. I think it's important to understand what project you're taking on. Um, I think if you're a costumer, it's, and, and this has got to be hard, but you have to understand different aesthetics, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. Cinderella can't be costumed the same way as Cabaret, can't mm-hmm. be costumed the same way as American Idiot. And if you're one person doing all of those shows, you have to understand where it comes from. Um, You have to understand how stage design works. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, I saw a production one time where somebody was like, I am, <laughs> I am making all of the dresses for Les Miserables, period appropriate, down to the T, which meant, for, for which, what? which meant no zippers, no Velcro, all these dresses, they were beautiful dresses. Sure. They were gorgeous. Hooks and eyes. 30, 40 hooks and eyes up and down the back of the dress. It's a lot when you have to do a quick change. Yeah, I imagine. And also, like, who is that for? Who is that for? The audience isn't gonna be isn't gonna care. Not not especially not at the community theater level, but like, I mean, even you see professional, like they're doing the king and I, 
and they got to do a quick change. You see them backstage, zip, 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 like j- it's because it serves the it serves the story and the piece more than serving the costumer. Honestly, it's an ego thing at that point, right? Yeah. Even anachronisms, like people can, if people have studied costuming, right? They can, they can call out an anachronism i've known people who can do this and it's it is really impressive it's cool like it's Mm -hmm. cool knowledge to have to be like actually like that pattern wouldn't have been around in the 1560s it would have been like this or that like that is sure cool information from a historical standpoint uh i'm gonna tell you right now nobody in the audience gives one single iota of a shit yeah if there's like a cross on the fabric and it's like like, come on. Is yeah. somebody in the audience really going to be like, well, you had me until I saw the pinstripes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pinstripes actually didn't come into fashion until 1860. And it's like... Over it. At that point, you can legitimately just look at somebody in the face and be like, hey, you go fuck yourself. Yeah. You didn't come here to have a good time. <laughs> What's it like going to a community theater show and choosing to be upset? Right. And like trying to look for reasons to be upset. There are plenty of reasons. <laughs> there are, there we are don't plenty need to of look reasons. For more. You don't have to like nitpick like if it's not a cool and cool knowledge for you to have that's great knowledge for you to keep inside if it's going to ruin your your evening of watching a community theater production i'm going to ask that you stay home yeah i think or just I like donate the money yeah uh and i think so you wrote on the outline here something that i think is really great mm-hmm. uh, it's important not just for the leads yeah as somebody who doesn't often play leads it's I feel like a last thought every single time. Uh, so I, an, a costumer that I worked with when I was in the ensemble um, that I, I know that you've worked with before, um, my entire costume was so poorly made. And this is also like another one of those like I'm making it all from scratch um, unnecessarily for no reason. And it was so poorly made and so it did not fit my body at all. It was held together with about a dozen safety pins that I had to put in every single night. And um, because the first when we did our first dress rehearsal, yeah, the first time I wore it was during tech week. I went on stage to do the simplest dance number that I've ever done on stage in my life. And my pants were sliding down so quickly. I ran off stage in the middle of the number because I was like, I can't. I know what you know exactly what show this is. My pants. Literally, like, I was running off stage with them, like, almost at my knees. Because you came to our house I was right so after that rehearsal, and we're like, you're never going to believe what happened to me. I was so upset. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I, I was very upset by that, because it is one of those things where, like, I get that I'm not a lead. I Like, I still deserve to, to be on stage to and do my role without my clothes falling off, without my pants falling down in front of an audience. This is my, um, my step out of my lane moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I very much try not to do when I'm music directing. I just want to do the music. I want to make that as perfect as possible. Uh, And thankfully, I work with directors who are like, most of the time I work with directors who are very much on top of this, so I don't have to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, We had Meg on last week. Yeah. She's very on top of this. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, but like, if I see an actor especially when I'm doing like teen shows, Mm -hmm. if there is one actor going on stage with a safety pin in their costume, fucking unacceptable. I agree. Unacceptable. Stop the show. Fix it. Yeah. Sew it. Do whatever you need to do. 
No, that's dangerous. It is. It's, it's dangerous. Extremely dangerous. I, it it just I was doesn't. Doing mine with twelve. I oh. I handed it back to her when I, when she was like hand in your costumes. I was like, here's my costume. Here's twelve safety pins that kept it together and walked out. I oh, was very upset. We had a we we had a costumer for a show. One of the kids went on stage and we were trying to do a lift call, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> She goes, be careful, there are pins in this. And we were like, this is a teenager. Yeah. We were like, what? Oh, well, safety pins, we, we got to get that fixed. And she goes, no, there are straight pins in this. <gasps> and I was like, you Wait, are wh- <laughs> fucking fist fucking me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we had to stop the rehearsal to be I like. I love that you say fist fucking as a bad thing like that's a just horrible <laughs> thing to happen to you i think we really need to stop kink shaming on this show i continue think, with your story i mean if it's a surprise fist fucking <laughs> i'm i get uh, you remember what i just said oh about five God. seconds ago right. i'm gonna need you to remember um, that and then continue with we're your gonna story. move on no you're, please um, continue with your story so i was <laughs> asshole <laughs> I, I was like we we had to stop the rehearsal process yeah. to be like, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hurt. Yes. Multiple people are going to get oh, yeah. hurt. You can't just have 20 straight pins in a costume and be like, yeah, it's done for enough. For teenagers, yeah. For anyone. For, but again, for anybody. But again, like, the if, if I get stuck with the safety pin, I get upset. If I, as a teenager, get hurt with the safety pin, you've got my parents now. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, you it's... There is a little bit of complexity when they're younger. Yeah. Um, but again, like, do right by your people. Costume all of them. Everybody's costume is important. Mm-hmm. Like, be creative if you need to, but don't don't put people in a position where they feel lesser than because of their role. And, it, like, costuming, again, you're feeling it on your body. It's what puts you into that mood. The costuming that you do really affects how your performance and your mood. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that 100%. So let's move on to hair. Yeah. Something, a great show. Something Not else. The musical. That, something else. I think hair, less than hair, costuming. Hair, hair. People people think about hair less than costuming. Absolutely. It's, it's funny that we, you put it in this order because it's, it's an like, order of, it's, of importance. It's, it's, yeah. It's, not an order of importance, like but it's smart. an order of like what people think about it. Like they just don't. They don't, yes, uh, they fully don't. So a hair, hair is really interesting. Uh, it's a musical written in night. No, uh, we, you already the joke know, was made. I know you, you. You've you're silent for one minute because of that. So okay. <laughs> go ahead. So my my thing about hair is that I don't think I've ever had somebody ever once. Help me do my hair for a production. It's always something that actors have to do almost entirely themselves. And what they, what everything that I always get is go research hairstyles appropriate for that and then do it. And I don't think people realize just how difficult that is. Like styling your hair, you, like just as you do it, is s- such a science and such an art form. That you can't just look at something and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to do that 1950s style. It's The products are different. 
the way that people's hair now is different because of the products that we have, you have to train your hair in a way to, like, be able to do those things. And telling somebody, like, right before tech week, okay, now do this style that you've never done before and you've never practiced and go out and buy all of these products in in order to do it, it's just a recipe for disaster. And that's what, like, oftentimes, if they're not wearing a wig, which... We're going to get into the wig situation that happens in community theater because the party city wig situation is is offensive. Um, but every time you're like, yeah, I get told all the time of like, yeah, do your hair this way. Don't cut it. And I'm just like, I'm going to actually, if you want it to do what you want it to do, I'm going to need to cut it because my hair curls hard at the end and no amount of hairspray and gel is going to fix that. And they're like, no, 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 you can't, you, it'll, you will ruin the show if you cut your hair. And then I'm like, and then I look like trash. And I, it's upsetting. It's not fun. Go ahead. Uh, so you I've been, your minute. thank you. Uh, so I've been blessed with some productions where hair has been actually talked about. I know. I know. I talked about I'm in what way though. Where I have been like it's not just like go research your own hair and figure it out. I've been told like can you do this? Can you do this? I yeah, answer I, every time yeah, be, I don't Yeah, know. I think I can do this. Okay, let me show you how to achieve that. Let me give you the products to achieve what? that. How kind? Uh the show I'm referring to was a regional show. Not a community oh, then, show. Then no. So, then your so story again, is bullshit. I, I've been I've been blessed, but I you know No, I, that's not blessed. I also, that you are pulling from the wrong Well let's the wrong let's talk, area. let's talk about let's talk about this, right? No, let's just the talk reason, about our time on reason, Broadway for this community theater podcast. You don't get to do that. The reason Go ahead. that I think hair often comes down to we'll just figure it out. Just figure you figure it out. Don't cut your hair. Figure it out. That's Ugh. what is because That's ever, every time Ugh. because because ninety percent of the time there's no hair or makeup, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. person on staff for the show. Yeah, it's just not something that people hire out. Yeah, um, and I honestly don't think it's something that a lot of people do. But probably more people than you think. I think so. I think there is yes. I think there are people out there who can achieve the goal. And I agree. And I think bring them. In, you again. They don't have to be. I think for hair, you don't have to be there from the start. You don't need to be as involved as like costuming per se. Mm-hmm. But bring them in again, like a month before tech, and See start talking at. about yeah. hair and say like. Hey, like, here's what you need. Like, let's try it out. Let me show you how to do it. Why don't you do a test run at home? Send me pictures. What's the, like, did it work? Was it a success? Was it a failure? And why? And let's work from there. Yeah. And, and I I, like, that's, that's, that's like a part time. Yeah. Quick, it's, it's not it's, that much work. It's really not in comparison. It's, it's, I, I don't want to, it is, it is work. It's work. It is not as much work in comparison to a costumer or the director. It's work. Uh, I mean, yeah. these people need to be hired. They need to be paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would find that a lot of like hairdressers would be more than willing to come in and do something like yeah. that. Um, I think that 
Uh, f- I lied. I did have a hairdresser do my hair for American Idiot. She was amazing. I actually got my hair done from her a lot afterwards. Thank you. Were there. Oh, yeah. So I lied. I'm sorry. That was one time, though. I've done a lot of shows. Even that wasn't. Even that was just like we're gonna go in and and do this. Yeah. Um, it was something that I, I couldn't again, have like, done without her. I mean, that is a very specific show because if you're looking at like a punk rock look it's mm-hmm. like okay like what do you want to color your hair uh, uh but i think she that did, she showed me how to style oh it yeah, yeah yeah that whole team was great that whole like hair team that we yeah. had there that day was um, immaculate Love um it. you know i just think that it's interesting because it is such a weirdly big part of the show to have like hairstyles look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people like the layman, like seeing theater would be a lot quicker to pick out a hairstyle that doesn't fit in an era mm-hmm. than a costume piece that doesn't fit in an era. I agree. Yeah. Because quite frankly, like no one knows the difference between like Baroque or Renaissance or no dark ages. Like, they all look the fucking same to me as a yeah. plebeian, uneducated person. For sure. But if you're like, if your hair as it is right now was supposed to be put in that time, I would absolutely be like, well, that's wrong. Right. Well, so that's why I I always love when I get a wig. How nice. I sometimes love when I get a wig. Itchy party city shaking goes. So, yeah. Wigs are great. Wigs are great for theater. Yes. 100%. Um, they can really transform a production. I, you know, I've seen a I've known a lot of people who are like who are like, "Oh, you you can do this role or you can't do this role because your hair isn't like this color." And it's like wigs exist. Yeah. Just buy me a wig. You want my Not hair easy. to be a certain way? Just buy me a wig. Yeah. Just buy me a wig and buy a mm-hmm. good wig. Uh, this and I promise this isn't like a regional thing. I have again been like weirdly blessed with wigs mm-hmm. uh, in my time in community theater. When I have worn a wig, most of the time it is either a professionally styled wig, mm-hmm. or there is the one time it was not a professionally styled wig. It was um, we had a stylist. Not someone that they had hired specifically to do hair, Mm -hmm. but someone who was in the cast who said, I know a lot about styling wigs and I will take on the responsibility of taking the wigs home, Mm -hmm. steaming them, styling them, making sure that they stay good for the run. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a bad wig is a bad wig. Yeah. And that's just that's just all you can really say about it. Like a bad wig is 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 noticeable like that. Yeah. You know, you can spot that from a mile. Away. That gross hard front. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, it it happens. Sure. I sometimes it's like, okay, well, wigs are good wigs are expensive. At least you try. You can do like you can do some some good things. If you have the right person, you can do some good things with some some shitty wigs. To yeah. Be honest. Well, you have to you have to yep. put in the effort. Yeah. It's I all mean, about effort. <laughs> what a shocker. 
that like if you put in a little bit of effort towards hair, it it actually turns out quite well. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, there I do. There, I do have a story of like of of hair um, in a show that I did, and this is a big thing that I think uh, will kind of bleed into makeup as well. Is that um, you don't, especially in this area, you don't see a lot of hair people or anybody involved in the production process that say that they're going to do anything with hair or makeup know what to do when your skin color isn't white. Where they're just like, well, I don't know what to do with this. Like, figure it out yourself. Like, you you probably know, which is a super unfair thing to do. In this particular situation, um, uh, somebody that I was working with in a show, you know, black woman they it was a show set in the i don't know 60s or something and um they wanted they were like oh we're gonna get you a wig that's period appropriate because i guess her hair i i didn't see it honestly didn't see a problem i don't really know what period appropriate hair is either but so oh no i yeah, see where this is going exactly and i like i hear like i come into the green room and i hear like from the woman's room like that she's upset. Like she is, she is not thrilled. And I hear like, I can't believe like they would make me wear that garbage wig. Like how dare they like very upset. And I think the production team was kind of like, Oh, she's being so hard to work with and unreasonable. Like we're like, this is period appropriate and she's just being rude. And then like, at I, I get ready and then at one point i like go in to like say hi to to somebody in the girls room and i look and i see a um michelle obama wig from party city sitting there and i'm like oh this is all making sense now Mm -hmm. they literally like instead of her hair which i i don't i think i don't know i don't know if her hair was natural but i will say it was like beautiful um and i honestly i was like just wear the hair that you have um and I was like, you really thought that you were like, we need, we need, you just need to change your hair to something 60s appropriate. So you went and bought a Michelle Obama wig. Can I take this anecdotally out of the community theater scene? Yeah. Are you going to go back into regional theater? Uh, My barber, Mm -hmm. who I go to, um, recently had uh, one of my friends actually come in because one of my friends was looking for a really good barber. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, he's amazing. He gets great haircuts, uh, and my friend is a is a black man, mm-hmm. and he was talking to the barber beforehand because my barber is very like proactive on yeah. like, and he said I want my hair twisted, and my barber said I can give you an amazing haircut. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So, I out of your payment that you're paying me. I'm going to hire someone who does know how to do that mm-hmm. to come in and do that for you. Great. That's exactly Boom. right. Boom. What a How easy process. was that? Yeah. I don't know how to do this, so I'm going to find someone who does know how to do it to either teach me or do it. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. It goes back to effort. It just takes effort to go. And I think a little bit maybe like hubris. Like you have yeah. to admit to yourself that like I don't. I don't have any fucking clue what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I'm going to let someone else take the reins. I'm going to let someone, yeah. or I'm going to put in the research. I'm going to put in the time to figure out how to do this. And then you can do it from then on. Like, you know what I mean? You're learning a new skill. Surprise, surprise. How wonderful is that? Yeah. I think in, in this situation, 
hi, like hire the person or or partner with people who know what they're doing. Yep. Because, like I I imagine this was a a, a friend of mine. I imagine you know, like being microaggressed right before you're about to go on stage is not the the kind of right. Uh, place that you want to be in when you're about to perform. Well, and it goes back to cost. The same thing with costuming, right? Then you don't feel comfortable with how you look, and that is absolutely going to affect your performance yeah. in a negative way. Yeah. Um, even the best actor, I would postulate, would not be able to really just like work through that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's hard. Yeah, I, I a thousand percent agree with that. It's these are things like I think the only thing that I will say and we'll I don't know that we're ready to move on to makeup yet, but the only thing that I would say won't necessarily have that effect on you is makeup because you it you feel it on your face, but you don't know, like the amount of makeup can change. I don't know that I would be like my makeup feels like it's wrong. I wouldn't like if oh well. If sure, I don't know okay. what it, like if I know sure as long as there's no mirrors backstage, I think I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, but like if you're going on, and you're like my makeup is bad. I think that like that affects you emotionally, but yeah. it's not like costuming or hair where you physically feel it on your person, and that affects your physicality. For sure, like makeup doesn't necessarily affect your physicality. Although I will say, like, I think makeup should be done a little bit before Tech Week as well. Because once you put, like, if you don't wear makeup regularly, which most of the men who do community theater do not wear ma- makeup regularly. We're going into makeup, everybody. We've just, <laughs> I decided. I was about uh, to say. I think we're going into makeup we're now. we're not ready to go into makeup. I, we can go back no, to we're Listen, You know what? It's all the same thing. This is our podcast. We can do whatever we can the do fuck whatever. we want. We can go you know back. what? We're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. You, you're staying within the confines of my outline. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, most men, do, like, don't wear makeup regularly. And which is, uh, I think, we something we should change societally. I need men to wear makeup a lot more. Um, anyways, the feeling is different. You can feel the makeup on your face. And it does affect, like, if if you can, if like, in character, you're like, oh, I would scratch my face here because I'm feeling itchy. That's ch- Don't scratch your face while you're in makeup because you're going to ruin it. Like, there, don't rub your eye. Things that you have been practicing on stage and probably just doing naturally and not thinking about have now changed. And yep. doing that during tech week is not good enough. It's not It's not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, so makeup is often the last thing that's thought about. Absolutely. Like, hands down. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it comes down to you know, just apply like a base. Yeah. Like whatever. And, and and sometimes that is okay. Sure. It depends on the show. It depends on the situation. It depends on a lot of things. But my problem one, is... One show yeah. in my entire life mm-hmm. has ever had... One community theater show in my entire life has ever had a makeup person on staff. I've had one. Yeah. One. One. I think it was the same show for both of us. No. Okay. Then you well, had you were two. you. What we'll talk about it later. Uh, I I had one for American Idiot, and she specifically did oh. my makeup for. Well, for yes, a, and you had a very specific very, makeup yeah. look. And um, God bless her, I loved her. And I've seen okay, I've seen I've seen makeup people be brought in when like there is a character that has to do a very specific like thing. Yeah, 
they're playing an animal. They're playing mm-hmm. something, you know. Right. Uh, you were St. Jimmy. St. Jimmy mm-hmm. has to look like a fucking demon oh, hell look, whatever. You know what I mean? I think we went we we went yeah. in a in a in a androgynous direction, but uh, so I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one show that we both did where there was a a makeup person for the cast. I don't remember. Well, we can talk uh, this, about it later. But... I mean, this is a positive thing, so I guess yeah, it's a good, great. It, it, I it, don't. It rem- was uh, Sunset Boulevard. When we did Sunset Boulevard, there was a makeup person on staff, um, and they didn't do my makeup. They didn't do my makeup, okay. but they they made sure that everyone had the uh, tools. They made sure if you had questions, if you needed knowledge, I okay. So here's here's my like overview of makeup, is that a lot of times people will be like, we just need to apply a base layer, yeah. mm-hmm. and a lot of times it comes from the director, which is uh, we're going back to costuming and hair with that. Yeah, it it just comes from the director who maybe is just saying this because it's something it's that needs to be said in some sense, right? right? Um, and then most of the guys in the cast go, no. <laughs> And then go out on stage without any makeup on. And get washed and out. And I got to tell you, yep, mm-hmm. washed out or shiny. And even if not, like, I am blessed. And I know that I'm blessed. I'm blessed with a good complexion. So I can walk on stage without, like, foundation. I just heard foundation. every audience member roll their eyes and sigh in disgust. Good. Uh, no, not good. Because <laughs> I just... I, I, internally it was just like fuck off well i can go out i can go on stage without putting on foundation everyone scream at your phone to tell trey to fuck off please thank you but i'm just gonna keep talking uh mm-hmm. but uh, the the thing that i see that i really don't get getting missed is like all the guys on stage should be wearing a little bit of eyeliner yeah because otherwise, you know what happens when you're 30 foot away from someone? You lose your eyes. Yeah. That's where, like, most of your emotion comes from when you're acting. Mm-hmm. If you can't see For guys, eyes, it all comes from hands in the pockets, though, so. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, you don't need to put eyeliner on your hands in your every pockets. Every time. Just, like, eye, just right over <laughs> your pocket. You your put pocket, it on the seam, yeah. Just on the seam of your pocket. I... I got to tell you that every time I'm on stage, even in a rehearsal, and I put my hands in my pockets, I go, I can't do this. I can't. I have to make a different choice yeah. here. Because you just, like, I mean, if you're if you're a guy and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, fuck, I put my hands in my pockets all the time. You're not making an acting <laughs> choice and you need to change it. But I feel that, too, where I'm like, I like if I feel like I was like, oh, I'm putting my hands in my pockets. I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do in this situation. Right. And I need, I to, need to figure something, something out. Yeah. yeah. Do uh, that during rehearsal. It works sometimes. Sometimes a hand in the pocket is fine. Sometimes. It can't be every choice yeah. you make for a two and a half hour show. Yeah. Um, when you're watching Grease and all the girls are in the prom scene are like doing things and all the guys are just standing on the other side with their hands in their pockets. Oh, it's, it's very clear. Great. Yeah. It's great. I, you know, yeah. So I think that, I think that makeup is, 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 I think we should have people who understand makeup on staff because because it's a very complex thing and you're absolutely correct that one of the things that is like a lot of men don't have any experience yeah 
doing makeup. Like, I, I have done other guys' eyeliner, like, done, yeah. in the dressing room. Done and not that thing, I yeah. mind, it, but I got to tell you, it's kind of a weird experience to be like, yeah, I'll put on your eyeliner for you. But also, like, Google it? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Or ask someone, like, how do I? It's really, really easy. It, as it turns right. out, I wear eyeliner, like, frequently. Yeah. And it's it's really I easy yeah, to put I, on. It is. I I mean, yes, it's weird, but the guy's hot. I I don't I don't see the problem. Thank you for asking me. But usually they ask me they're just like because honestly, like I've done my I I always do my own makeup for shows. Yeah. I still don't feel confident that I know what I'm doing. Like I sure. because let's be I you know until like recently, I hadn't really been thinking about what kind of makeup I own. So like for years I was using the same foundation that I got from years prior because I was like whatever I was told to get makeup for a show once so I bought something that kind of like that that matched enough of like my my hand which I learned now is like don't test on your hand um and so like I I've been using the wrong color for a long time and also like what when you different products work differently for different skin and like I need something that that works for more for dry skin, which a lot of makeup, because people are more oily than dry now, most are better for oily skin. And, like, you, it is a science. I also have it dry is an skin. Art. I understand, yeah. You, I just agreed with you. Don't say No, me. but you don't get to say I'm blessed with perfect skin. Oh, I well, I mean, I also I have dry skin. I'm blessed with a good complexion. What the fuck ever. Um, <laughs> I'm done with you and your skin. Um <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, anytime. I've never felt more relieved and safe. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what you brought me here for—is to make you feel good. Um, so, like, I, I always, constantly, like, every time I'm doing my makeup for a show, I'm like, I don't know if this is right. I, I don't feel confident because I'll either put way too much on because I all, I'm, my skin is, my complexion is, has a lot of red and rosy undertones. So, like. I come out just like as much makeup as possible. I don't even look like a human anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because and I'm also told like you need more. You need more, especially because I have um, dark like beard hair. Yep. And, like there was like you need more more on your 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 under your mouth area, like on your beard area. So I like I put way too much on. It just looks really bad. Like I'm never confident with my makeup, and no one's ever showed me how to do it. And it's like kind of upsetting like it's it's not fun it um and i'll tie it all in right or i'll try to when it comes to to styling hair and getting hair products when it comes to buying shoes which we talked about Mm -hmm. when it comes to buying and testing makeup products because you do have to buy and test i mean i also sometimes have to cover what -hmm. is essentially now a sleeve of tattoos yeah um I haven't had to cover it since I got a lot of this work done, mm-hmm. but I had my entire forearm done once and I had to cover all of that. I had to really figure out how to do that. And I went through so yeah. much makeup doing that. It's expensive too. It's very That's the expensive. other thing is it's really expensive. And for some people, that is just a really, I think, frankly, ridiculous assumption 
it's not a it's not a ridiculous ask to be like, hey, we need you to bring in your own makeup. Yeah. Because makeup is like, that. I don't really want to share an eyeliner pencil no, with an entire cast. But, I don't want to share foundation sticks with an entire cast. But it's a weird assumption to be like, oh, you're just going to go to Sephora and spend $150 yeah. on makeup figuring out your makeup look for this show. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, well, actually. I'm going to stop you right there. I mean, sure, if you're if you're a woman, you're going to Sephora. Show. But if you're a man, they're going to CVS. Well, okay. So you, yeah. And they're it, putting up their hood. Sorry, I'll, 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 I'll try this <laughs> and again. And they are sneakily trying to like say that they're buying something for their girlfriend. You know what? I have a dear, I have a dear friend who went. Like, can you help me color match? Please help me color match. <laughs> I have a dear friend who went straight to Sephora. Uh, he had, he had to do uh, Fester makeup, which mm. is like all like cake white. Yeah. Straight to Sephora. <laughs> Just like, help I mean, me. yeah, I let's, mean, like, get, like, like, let's get this done as efficiently as possible. Yeah, and I love that. They're they're kind of nice at Sephora. They, I, well, I think that post COVID has been a little bit asking weird, people to supply their own things under the assumption that like you just buy this. Yeah, instead of being like, hey, and all it would take is, hey, here's what we want you to do. Does anybody need help? Yes. Does anybody need to learn what a foundation does? Does anyone need to learn, like, have a basic class in yes. in in doing your makeup? How to you color don't even match, have to... how to find, like, how to know, like, it, what you need for your skin. Mm-hmm. How to, like, that you don't just buy foundation and put it on, that you should put on primer, that you should moisturize ahead of time. Like, how to put on, the, how to put on eyeliner, how to do top eyeliner versus bottom eyeliner. Yeah. And then, God forbid, you have complex makeup that needs to be done. I mean, it's art. I think for, like, a show with, like, basic makeup across the board, right? I'm not sure if every community theater needs to rush out and hire a makeup person to do everyone's makeup. But maybe, like, find a friend who's really good at it and just be like, hey, on this day, instead of rehearsal, can you come in and do, like like, a makeup class? Or can we take the first hour and you just talk about... All of those things, right? Go go to Mac, go to Sephora, go to their makeup people and say, hey, you make minimum wage. Uh, I don't yeah. actually know what they do. I assume that they probably don't make a fantastic amount of money to do the job that they do and they should be paid more. But say like, hey, would you like $100 to come in and just show people the basics of how to put on stage makeup? I like how you said that, like... How would you like a crisp $100 bill to come <laughs> yeah. in and show everyone how to do their makeup? Yeah, but just like we would love to pay you like for – I mean the pe- people at Sephora actually really know how – like they do some really cool shit. Um, of course they do. Yeah. It's their job. I, oh, my God. I got I, I, I bought stuff from a girl who um, did like a freehand – like her, her eye makeup had um, snowflakes, like freehand, like very thin snowflakes. Yeah, I was dope. like, girl, I was like, did you use a stencil? She's like, no, I just kind of did it this morning. And I was like, would you like a crisp hundred dollar bill you to like show a, me how to do my Like makeup? an announcer, like a carnival barker from the fifties. <laughs> how would you like to come in and see, yeah. <laughs> see how the theater operates? <laughs> and then, you know what? That person is probably going to come see the show too and bring their friends. Oh, honestly. Yeah. So honestly, yeah, there's a, there's a huge marketing outreach here. Uh, and, and I think it's an artistic intersection that we don't deal with a lot. Right. So oh, like yeah. artists supporting other artists. That's like a big kind of like topic and vibe, right? The person who did our hair for American Idiot came. And of brought course. her, I think brought her son. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
But I just, I, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, makeup is an art. Hair is an art. Yes. Costuming is, is an, an art. art. We need to be supportive of these artists so that they will be supportive of us. Yes. And that, that really is the long and short of it. I, you know, I. In business jargon, we call that synergy. We, yes, correct. I don't like that word, but it's true. Synergy. I believe is how that's pronounced, right? Well, thank that you so joke. much for listening. Joke. I don't think it's pronounced <laughs> like that. If you haven't logged off immediately. <laughs> but yeah, you're 100% right. Like theater, community theater, especially in theater in general, encompasses a lot of different art. It mm-hmm. is kind of this like in order to put on a successful show, you need so many different um, specialties and so and and these different art forms, and you can do a like you can create really great com- like more better community of the other artists in your area when you bring them into the fold. Absolutely, that Absolutely. I mean, this is something we talk about all the time. Is like how you like outreach marketing and how you can create a better sense of community. And you know these are people these these are still people who are local to your area. Mm-hmm. These are your neighbors that can do these things. Bring them in, make them feel welcome, like show that their expertise is important and matters. Um, and what you get out of that is a better product. A better like you product. You get a better show out of that at the end of the day. More people coming to the show. Mm-hmm. The more, I mean, I've said this before, mm-hmm. although I have no data to back it up, I'm so sure in my theory that the vast majority of people that come to see community theater shows have a relationship with somebody that is involved in the show. Yeah. So the more people that you get involved in whatever capacity, the better chance you have of getting a bigger audience. Sure. Yeah, of course. So that's so that's so why that's, that's... costuming, hair, and makeup should not be afterthoughts that you do during tech. Week. Correct. Think about them the whole time. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yes. Um, as I try to do at the end of every episode, I just want to plug socials. If mm-hmm. you're interested in um, seeing some behind-the-scenes stuff, um, sometimes I'll, I'll post a TikTok of things that don't happen on this podcast. Um, you can follow us at Theater Mandate. That's all one word. How many dashes are there? There are no dashes in our socials. I am sorry for messing that up like twice. Um, and if you want to, I do want uh, to hear more opinions than just trays so please feel free to email us at theatermandate at gmail.com theatermandate all one word at gmail.com if you have any comments or thoughts on what we're talking about or you're like hey i am a uh, amazing makeup uh, artist and i've worked at the theater and here's my experience or here's um what i like to do like please tell us and we'll probably put it on the podcast um to spread your your knowledge and yeah so Thank you for listening. Bye, Adam. Bye, Trey.